hello everyone and welcome to the Business Key podcast with Ocheko and Debbie. So on today's podcast we'll be talking about what everyone else is talking about, especially if you're a motorist out there. Over to you Ocheko. Yeah, so the hot topic at the moment has been about ULEZ. So uh, just for those that don't know, ULEZ is like a scheme that they've brought into London. So yeah, so what they're looking to do is they're looking to, it's basically another tax, isn't it? It's, they're basically extending the boundary. ULEZ sounds for the ultra low emission zone. And this is basically a boundary in London. So originally it was a boundary in London, in the middle of London. And the reason they brought it in place was so that anybody that drives with a car that's like really, really old, that emits a lot of emissions, with that's really, really old, that emits a lot of emissions, the idea was that they would basically incur a tax. I believe it's ten pound a day, maybe. I think at the moment it's twelve pound fifty a day. Oh, twelve pounds so has it gone up? I think it's gone up, no? Or was it always that? I'm not sure. Okay, well, it's twelve pounds fifty a day. It looks like it's gone up, but twelve pounds fifty a day. Is it for diesel car only? Is it not necessarily? I think it it more depends on like how much they've got like a way of working it out. So in each car they've got like some kind of register, and each car is rated on its emissions. But effectively, most cars that are like under 15 years, around 15 years are fine um, because of the regulations at the time. But cars like, I believe it's under, I'll double check the numbers, but I think it's under under 15 years, sorry, over 15 years. Those ones, if they reach a particular amount, is deemed non-compliant and therefore they'll have to pay a charge. Okay. And as you said, initially ULEZ was confined to central London, but recently they've been announced that ULEZ will extend to the whole of London. And a lot of people have been talking about this because many people will be affected as it will affect the entire of, entirety of London and motorists already have to pay out a lot in terms of their cars or their vehicles. And so adding this additional tax has been burdensome for a lot of people, particularly those with older cars or cars that have high emissions tend to be people that may be on lower incomes. And so this tax will really affect them in a negative way. Um, but it's important to note that the mayor Sadiq Khan has said that his reasoning behind this is not to make money, but it is to decrease the air pollution in London and to reduce things like asthma so he supposedly is doing it for noble reasons, which is to help people's healthcare. But it is, a, like you said, it's effectively a tax that will affect a lot of people. So what are your, what were your initial thoughts on ULEZ? It might just be like another tax. So yeah, so I don't have the exact figures, but I understand that the ULEZ so far, I, I believe it's been in, in force for about two years or so. And it's managed to make quite a significant reduction in emissions. Effectively, they've met their target that they were looking to meet in terms of reducing emissions in, in the centre of London, which is good. But so, yeah, so maybe there's some merit to it. It got taken to court, isn't it, recently? And I believe they won their case, isn't it? Yeah, in the High Court, it was found to be lawful. So I'm not sure whether this will progress to the Supreme Court, but definitely was found lawful. And the mayor is in, intending to expand the ULEZ to the whole of London. It is interesting to note that there has been a lot of pushback. And some councils are actually taking or planning to take the Mayor of London to court as well, including Kent Council. So I guess those constituencies 
that are further away from the centre of London, such as Kent, you can imagine the public transport is not as readily available as it is in central London. And therefore, in these regions, people do rely on their cars a lot more, their cars and their vans, etc. And so the EULAs will probably affect quite a few of their constituents. Um, most vehicles probably are compliant right now, but you had a thought in terms of where this could go in the future. Uh, in terms of where it can go in the future? Yeah, so what I was thinking was perhaps in the future, might not be this government, but it might be governments in the future. They might feel like as a way of raising more money, it could be that they eventually look to then raise the tolerance level for for the ULEs. So they could perhaps say that, you know, it's just electric vehicles that are compliant. So then everybody else has to now now pay. So it could be like another way of, of raising money in the future um, for them. So that's also one of the, perhaps that, perhaps that may, might be one of the pushbacks as well. One of the fears with ULEs coming in is that in the future, they may use this as a, a way of adding additional tax they may look at it as raising more revenue, but maybe to motorists, they may look at it as raising, you know, additional tax for, for motorists. So um, that is a concern or a fear for the future, I would say, for it. But um, in principle, it's probably, in, in principle, it looks like a good idea if, it, if it's, you know, improves air quality for people. On that note, I do recall uh, just the other day, um, I happened to be, uh, I happened to be in the, in the high street in London and there was like a old, like a, how would we call it? What do you call those old, old cars? Classic. It was a classic, it was a classic car. It was maybe like from the 90s or 80s. It was like a a, a Ferrari. It was like a grey Ferrari, classic car. Very, very loud, very, very noisy. But one thing I noticed was the smell that was coming from the car was really really uh very very strong it was a strong smell coming from the car and i was quite a distance from the from the car and i could i could smell it and and suddenly i thought the ulez came to mind and i suddenly thought this kind of thing i doubt this one would pass the ulez test because i can i can smell it from quite a few meters away um it's a very strong smell so this is the kind of car that they're looking to um that they're looking to take off the road because you know even you know uh, me myself, I was I was affected by the smell. So yeah, so um, so yeah, it certainly came to mind that oh, okay, maybe there is some merit here in terms of some of these vehicles. Actually, maybe they're not fit for purpose on the road now. That actually maybe it's a good thing that they're they're getting taken off the road. Yeah. Also, another point to raise is that for those that do have cars that aren't ULS compliant, there is a scrappage scheme, and the mayor recently announced that he will be extending the scrappage scheme to all of London. Previously, it was only certain people who lived in certain postcodes were able to take advantage of the scrappage scheme. The scrappage scheme essentially means that people that have non-compliant ULS cars can take their car to a scrappage yard and they will be given payment up to £2,000 in replacement for their car being turned into scraps and parts. And hopefully they can use that money to purchase compliant ULS vehicles. So, in theory, the scheme, like you said, does sound like it's a good scheme, but I do agree with you your concern that you raised, and it might seem far-fetched, but if you, all it does, all, 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 you have to start from somewhere. For example, we had the pension age, which I believe was about 60 years for a long time. They raised it initially, and since then, they've raised it quite a number of times after that. 
and it doesn't seem so bad when they raise it from 66 to 67 for example whereas initially it was six it was you know just raised by a couple of years from 60 and it was said that oh no you know that's all it is it's just a couple of years that we've moved it but in subsequent governments have been able to push that further so as you mentioned now that we have the ULES across the whole of London what's to stop a subsequent government from saying yep we're going to increase like you said the tolerance for what cars won't be ULES compliant like you said it could be all non-electric cars and therefore um, the the new mayor has a way to raise money from Londoners and also the tax gets expanded further so that they can continue to make money from it so um, and, and another point I would actually make in terms of you know if we're talking against you know maybe points against Euler's is that you know outside towards the outside of London the transport tends to be not very good like you have the, like certain areas where you like if you're waiting for the bus for example you maybe there might be only two an hour maybe one an hour like it's not very regular at all so you know um some of these places don't really have the because i know you know Sadiq Khan is suggesting that people could take public transport but in some of these areas public transport isn't very regular isn't very good even if they were to take a train for example some of these stations aren't again not very regular either so it's you know so uh, so again there may be some pushback as well on that point in terms of you know what alternatives alternatives they have and some of these people are, you know again they don't you know might be low income so they, you know it's easy to say oh just get another car but for some of these people that may be a, a big challenge for them what were your initial thoughts on on ULES? it's only recently that i've become aware of ULES and the consequences of it so i understand motorists um, disdain for it and their backlash for it it's quite strange that the mayor would push ahead with a policy that is just so overwhelmingly unpopular usually politicians try to implement things that are popular and emphasize those things. This seems to be his major achievement or major policy. I can't think of any other policies. I'm sure he had implemented various others, but this is the one that's received the most attention and it's overwhelmingly negative. So I think there's something to be said about not listening to the overwhelming desires of Londoners. I recognise the need to improve on air pollution. I think there's other ways to do it. For example, um, we have airports around London and in London. Perhaps there could be a tax on the airports in terms of the fuel that they use, or they could use a better, more carbon, less carbon emitting fuel. Mm. And I think perhaps maybe before they introduced this, um, the ULEs, maybe they could have offered a scrappy scheme and, and sort of said, you know, giving people fair warning to change their cars over and maybe introduce ULEs more piecemeal. I know it has been introduced piecemeal, first central London, but then the whole of London. But I think for a lot of Londoners, it feels after, like, after the pandemic, they've been hit with a new tax, uh, which people feel unfair. And That's the really general concern is where, where, does this, where does it stop? Whereas right now, especially in the cost of living crisis, people are needing more help, whereas this is causing more pain. That's, that's, that's a good point, actually. There's a point to be said about the timing. Is this the timing? You know, the, you know, the, the, the central banks have just announced the rising of the interest rates again. So, you know, there's definitely that point of, is this the right time? Is this the right timing for it? Could it, could it be something that could be delayed? You know, perhaps, but then maybe the, but the, but the city can't seem to be quite adamant that this is about the health of people. So maybe you might argue that, no, actually, there's times of the essence, you know, we need to, we need to act now to do all we can to help improve air, air quality. And I agree with acting now. As I said, there's other things perhaps we could have implemented that would have affected businesses that are booming, such as the airline industry and other, other such industries. And, you know, a lot of businesses are booming. Um, you know, think of supermarkets, they, they have, have booming sales, the oil companies, gas companies, and perhaps there could be things that they are doing. And if they're not doing those things, they could have a tax levy on them that could be a larger tax, could be a percentage or something. And that could also have an impact now, but that would also take into account the fact that a lot of people are suffering from cost of living crisis. So I think as a politician, you have difficult decisions to make, but this seems to be his mission that he's powering through despite the objections, despite people's concerns, he doesn't seem to care about people's objections and concerns. Like you said, he could have kept it to central London, but then in years to come, let's say five years time, announced that it will expand. That will give people time to scrap their old cars. That will give people time, hopefully, we can rebound in the economy and get out of this cost of living crisis and this high inflation, high interest rates that we're currently in. And then it would be more well received, I believe. And more education out there as well in terms of the benefits of it, in terms of how it can help people's health. So I think if you had taken that approach, let's get more information out there that is more beneficial to people. Maybe there's other things that we could be doing as a population to reduce emissions as well and reduce our carbon footprint. Take, use it as an opportunity to get education out there and then introduce it in time, give people enough time, plenty of notice to get used to the idea. I think it would have been better than this sort of blunt. Approach to just not introducing it. Yeah, so it's been, I know I'm doing. Yeah, it's been quite, quite headstrong with it, hasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. And I think even the the leader, the Keir Starmer, was asking or suggesting that 
he should reflect. I think it was following a, a key loss in one of the um, in one of the local elections. Um, Keir Starmer wasn't happy with that. I remember him suggesting that um, City City Khan should reflect on this new scheme, whether it's the right thing right now for, for Londoners. Yeah, and so, I don't think there's anything wrong with having a strong desire to implement something for the greater good, but recognizing people's needs right now, mm. and because you elected five people, I think you should take people's position and needs on board. Particularly, it's overwhelmingly negatively negative towards the US because of because of the crisis. It's not a it's not a um, insignificant event. It is very significant. Many people are suffering. Many people are striking right now, and therefore, is it the right time to introduce a new tax on motorists that will affect the lowest income people? Mm. Probably not. Hence the overwhelming negativity. Um, just just a note as well. Um, was there any restrictions on this on this ULES? I believe there's some kind of time limit in terms of the scrappage scheme. So is there, so is there any is there any like restrictions on this uh, new scrappage scheme? So I don't believe there's a time restriction, but I believe that there is a port that has been set up, and it's a first come first serve in terms of access to this port. So if you uh, utilize the port earlier on, you're more likely to be successful in terms of receiving money from scrapping your non-compliant US car. And if you leave it later, the port might have exhausted its funds, and therefore you may be disappointed if you are told that you are unable to access the fund because it has been depleted. Yes, exactly. So our suggestion would be so if any of you viewers you know do have a ULES that do have a car that's non-compliant, it would be a strong suggestion to try and see if you can get that that scrapped you know as soon as possible, just so that what if you're able to anyway, just so that you can take advantage of this new uh, scrappage money because yeah, it, they did say it's first come first serve, so yeah. Um, it's better, yeah, it's better to do that because you can't, you can't, so best to do that because you can't, you can take a monster of it. So, um, so that's all for today. Uh, like, comment, and share, and let us know, you know, what your views are on the ULES, on the ULES scheme, on the ULES scheme, and uh, whether you're in support or you're against the ULES scheme, and you know, what your thoughts are on it moving forward. Anything else from me, Debbie? No. Okay, <laughs> okay thanks very much. Uh, see, see you guys next time. Thank you. Thanks,